Thanks for tuning in to LGR Reviews on the Let's Get Ready Network, the place for coverage of all the things you love. On this feed, we cover movies, TV, video games, and more. If you're interested in supporting the network, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash LGR underscore network. And please leave a rating and a review of this episode. Enjoy the show, everyone. Hello, All right. hello, everybody. I am about to jump on camera here to join you guys. We're going to be talking about Ahsoka. Uh, one of the reasons why we have been late, because I, I, I'm i not all secretive and everything else, uh, but I had something happen to me health-wise. Uh, can't be on camera a lot right now. That's why I kind of haven't been doing a whole lot of stuff here in the last week or so, uh, because of something happened. I got a slight case of Bell's palsy, so like one side of my face isn't working exactly like it's supposed to work all the time. So. Uh, there we go, and I'm wearing the sunglasses, not because I'm trying to be cool inside. I am uh, wearing sunglasses because my eye gets irritated easily because of that situation. So I think that's just an excuse of you getting old. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, it's not an excuse of getting old. I'm getting old, Danny. Like, I mean, I had those as narcs, so you can feel better about that. How scary! I was gonna say that makes one of us getting old. I might be getting younger, guys. Damn right, damn right. But we're about to get into it. Talking about Ahsoka right here, guys, tonight. Uh, Star Wars is trying to make like a comeback. A couple of the last things that they have released, Mandalorian Season 3, you know, obviously some of the sequel movies and stuff, people that's not their favorite things uh, in Star Wars. They don't love it as much. So Ahsoka's trying to like, you know, make a little bit of a comeback. Book above a Fett and the uh, Obi-Wan series also has some detractors. Uh, some people love it. Some people don't like it as much and everything else. Uh, I think they've all had a little bit of problems here and there, but with Ahsoka, yeah, I'm gonna say with Ahsoka, uh, let's just start out, let's jump into it. Well, okay, uh, cool, cool, cool. I see what you're about to do, Danny. So, Danny, yeah, let's go around and talk about the state of Star Wars, uh, at the moment coming into this Ahsoka show because, like I pointed out, uh, Star Wars has been having some misses here and there. You know, mm-hmm. are a show that you may call good, but you can't call it great. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I've watched so far uh, this past year, my favorite show has been House of Dragon, uh, the new Game of Thrones show. It's been one of the best uh, created shows uh, here, especially this, season, this year. Uh, I don't think anything Star Wars is putting out there is close to that. Now, I do realize that there are two different IPs, two different kinds of stories that get oh, told. Yeah. But with that being said, you can still look at a different kind of story in a different world and still get a lot of depth and a lot of good stuff out of it. And I do think I agree with some of the fans, like some of the stuff that we're getting is not the best. So, Danny, you was you had something to say there. Go ahead. Man. Oh, yeah. Bust it out. Yeah, like, let, let's, even though they don't do the whole phase thing, like, let's say that the phase one was like everything from 2015 to 2019 with... The Secret Trilogy plus the Rogue One and Solo. And then we have now this second phase, which is like everything post-Mandalorians and TV shows. Like, I think the first season of Mandalorian, like, I, I like it, but like, I wasn't, I didn't get that biggest high. But I think that uh, season did have some goods and, and bads, like more, more goods than bads, but 
I think because the, the whole uh, Rise of Skywalker, like, stink was still there, like, it helped, like, bring a little bit of hope. And, of course, we got that uh, again in second season of Mandalorian. We, I think it was very good, like, very, like, almost no fillers, almost no down episodes. And then we got Book of Boba Fett, which was... It is the weirdest show that we got so far, I would say. And then we got uh, Obi-Wan. And I am on the side that I actually loves Obi-Wan. Like, I'm not saying it's the greatest series or anything like that, but that series was made for me. Like, I was I grew up in the prequels, so a lot of stuff I like it about that. But I'm not going to say it wasn't the best thing they put out, but I wouldn't say it's the, the worst one. And then we got Andor, which... I think most people love the show. I even saw a lot of people that were not Star Wars fans that begin watch Andor and like really like it, even though not knowing anything about Star Wars. And I think that's kind of fun, you know. Like you're going to start watching Star Wars of Andor, like you're not. That's not the tone of the other movies, you know. And then recently we got like the the, the third season of The Mandalorian, which I think, and I agree with you on that. Just like we talked about this before, I think it's the weakest one yet. So I think yeah, Ahsoka had a lot of uh, a lot of on, on her plate, but at the same time, like I think a lot of this show, at least from these first two episodes, also revolves a little bit. If during that phase one, like you also watch Rebels, because for better for us, this show is a sequel to Rebels. This is. Filoni's dream of bringing back not only one character, now almost every single character back to to live action, to explore this character that he created with George Lucas being Ahsoka. And I do think that, like, it's still too soon to, to just judge the show by itself, because it's just two episodes. But for someone that uh, watched Rebels as it was being released, like, this is a Rebel sequel. For sure. And that's what puts me in at a bit of a disadvantage when you go into the show. I never saw Rebels. So I I know who Ahsoka was and stuff like that. I've, I think I, in the back in the day I saw um, the Clone Wars movie, uh, which is great. I saw uh, Ahsoka in the Mandalorian series. So, yeah, I was I was looking forward to it. But yeah, I had no, I have no idea about the lore. I had no idea who these people are that ever, they seem to really focus on them. Uh, I have uh, yeah, there's a there's an entire backstory I that is a huge blind spot for me. And there's got to be like uh, somebody has to have a video up somewhere and just encapsulating the entire of Rebels because it's too this. late to start watching now. I'll just no no no, no. I got you, Snark, and I think you should because I will say this: Clone Wars. Yep. Uh, for instance, is uh, something that has a lot of uh, it's a lot of hit and miss episodes. Now, the, the things in the Clone Wars that hit are super great. Some of my favorite things in Star Wars are hidden in those Clone Wars cartoon episodes and whatnot. And that's one of the things that I like uh, will say to you, like it's uh, the Rebels, though, are is more hits than misses. It's not as kid like. There's a lot of episodes that are made for five-year-olds in the Clone Wars. Oh, yeah. But in, in between that, there's Bad a lot Rebels. of great episodes, right, in the Clone Wars. Rebels has a lot less of those made for five-year-old kids. Uh, Rebels has a lot of, like, more adult-themed stuff. Like, I think you will enjoy a lot of what Rebels has to offer. It's a really I, great series. 
I, and it's only five seasons uh, of the uh, uh, four seasons, yeah, of Rebels. So like, it's not like uh, just crazy out there how much stuff to watch. I would recommend watching that one. Now, I don't recommend watching the Resistance, the last cartoon they did. No. Bad Batch is pretty good as well. That's another animated series to watch that you can get some enjoyment out of. But I will say this. Here we go. Let's go ahead and jump into it. No, Let's no, jump I just, into just, it. just one thing to add to that yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. is that, like, because of uh, the way that Snark and I talk about Salah, so it gives some context. Like, Clone Wars and stuff that was made between George Lucas and Dave Filoni, and that show was canceled during the Disney buyout. And there wasn't. And thankfully. Yeah, it wasn't done. Like they, they released uh, the, se- the season six was basically like the they released just stuff they just finished, and people don't remember this very well. But Lucasfilm went to a restructure, like a company restructure. Like let's forget it's Star Wars, a company, a company. And thankfully, like they didn't shut down the animation division. So like, like they did with gaming, for instance, like Lucas right. Art was right. was was like doesn't exist anymore. So when Rebels began, like basically they had this guy, the Filoni, which is the closest guy to George Lucas in the past eight years. And like what we did to him, they didn't fire him. Thankfully, I think Star Wars would be very different by now if he was gone by then. And Filoni, like, uh, uh, he always had, if you go into interviews, that during the Clone Wars, he always had the idea uh, of doing a more linear show because Clone Wars basically an anthology is like every three seasons, every three episodes in America and then it changes. Yeah. And he would like to do more original characters, something more akin to the original trilogy. And so Rebels was, was doing that. Like he was able to tell like and start from a beginning, middle, and end for the first time. Like this was the first time that he had full control. Like he was not doing with George anything like this. And I think that I would disagree a little bit on the tone. I think Clone Wars a little bit more teenagers like uh, Rebels was like uh, published. It was distributed in Disney XD. They had problems with the with the ratings, you know, like they wouldn't go a little bit too crazy. But there are some more mature teams. I would say like it's a more concrete story. Is is less an, uh, an anthology for sure. And I think one of the things that 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 make the series exist and now talking about Ahsoka is the fact that there are a bunch of stuff that I believe that 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 Filoni wanted to explore with the character that he created and with those characters that he created that he now feels in a position to be comfortable of writing and directing those episodes. Let's let's also remember Filoni he still is a very one quote young director in terms of live action. He like I did my Future like my first short during college. His first live action was a Mandalorian episode. It's the very different ways to debut your work in terms of filmmaking. And so now we're seeing a very a more mature Filoni in terms of live action with the baggage that was Rebels, which is one of the best animation shows for sure. Yeah. Well, and, and that breaks that down. But let's get into it because we're here to talk about Ahsoka. We 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 brought everything. We've led into the show, uh, where Star Wars, where we think it, where we think it's at, leading into this show. Like for Snark, somebody that hadn't watched Rebels and stuff, and discussed that a little bit. So now the show. Uh, let's get everyone's first impressions. My first impressions for the two episodes is this: 
They were this close. Oh. This close mm -hmm. to me almost knocking it out of the park. Almost hitting a home run here. Right. They almost, you know, at least got a triple. You know, definitely a double with an RBI. Right. Ooh, okay. But they were this close. This close to me to hitting a grand slam here. Um, and the reason why is because so far, some of the lore that they've set up, I like. I think it's cool. You know, finding out, you know, some of these characters more about their background and everything else, like even more so than you got in the cartoon and everything, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like like Morgan, for instance, that character, the lady that's trying to find Thrawn, uh, like with her character, especially uh, these two new bad guys that came out of nowhere. Like I thought that they were displayed really well. I thought this is two of the cooler uh, bad, uh, you know. Uh, uh, guys in Star Wars that I've seen in a while. I've always wanted an evil and evil ever since I read the Darth Bane trilogy and you had the character Rain uh, from there where uh, she was Darth Bane's apprentice and she was a female. I always, yeah, I always wanted that like dark side female evil character in Star Wars like and a good portrayal. And I think in these first two episodes, uh, that lady did a, a fantastic job uh, so far in doing her thing. We got to see lightsabers hit lightsabers, and I thought the choreograph, the core, the choreography—it's hard for me to say some words, guys. You'll do but it. The choreography, chore, choreography, the choreography, uh, of, choreography. The choreography of the. Uh, sorry, man, because like my face, like I said, we get it. Not we get it. But with that being said, uh, I it's thought that was really good. I thought the scenes were really good. I thought they were done well. It reminded me a little bit of some of the stuff that we got to see in some of the best lightsaber duels uh, from the prequels, right? And it makes sense because Filoni's been around for a while. You know what I'm saying? He was with George Lucas for a while. Learned some of those things that they did in the prequels and stuff like that. Must have been. I thought, but I thought that was really good. So you're hearing a lot of positives from me. I thought the portrayals, except for one character, and it's the one that's going to have me not... They didn't hit the home run because of it. But everybody, Hera, Ahsoka, uh, all these characters and stuff I thought were portrayed very well. Uh, I, I have heard negativity uh, towards Ahsoka, like talking about being too stoic or whatever. She's technically, she never became a Jedi, but she is living her life like she is a Jedi. And that's one of the main things in Jedi when you become a Jedi or you're living on the good side is to be stoic. You're not supposed to be goofing around. You're not supposed to be joking. You're not supposed to be all happy or sad or any of these things. You're supposed to be very stoic. Mm -hmm. The point of a Jedi is not to feed off your emotions. Like that's literally a rule for them. I don't get the criticism of people saying that Ahsoka is too stoic. And like that, that's that that's not being a very good character. When she was in Rebels, she was a young teenager getting trained. Sure. She has now been trained as a Jedi. She would have became a Jedi. She walked away because of what they did. Okay. Uh, I thought she made this the good decision. I think a lot of people love her character because of that. But she has now living her life in a way that she feels that a Jedi should be living their life. So, but she's keeping that training that she got. You're supposed to be stoic. You're supposed to mm -hmm. be someone who keeps calm out of all this. You're not supposed to be, like I said, joking around all the time, 
being rash and making decisions mm -hmm. and, and, and being foolish. You're supposed to be stoic. Obi-Wan was stoic. Yoda was stoic. Like all these characters, right? There were things Obi-Wan is Mace Windu was the most stoic of all of them. Let's, let's right, right. But I'm saying like, yeah, they had little things of their character. And I think Ahsoka did those little things in the show in the first two episodes. She gave the smile here and there. She gave the little like giggle or grin when there was something to be. She's not being like super hardcore, but she's also she's being what she thinks a Jedi should be and doing what a Jedi should be. So all the people out there trying to act like she's too stoic, too bland. Guess what? That's a Jedi. That's a Jedi. Like I want to hear Snark's first impressions first before we dive into that, because I also think there are a lot of story points that this show has pointed out that would explain the, this portrayal. But let, let's hear you, Snark. Like, what are your first impressions? Uh, well, I was on the stoic thing. Like, I, now I got it. And it's like, you got Rosario Dawson, who's amazing, and I absolutely love her, but she doesn't get a chance to do much. I'm waiting to see some more from Ahsoka. But it's, I'm only two episodes in. But again, I don't have the story. I don't have the backstory and stuff like that. I'm watching this fresh. This is a fresh new sort of character for me that I've seen a couple of times. And I thought maybe she could have been a Jedi because she was hanging, hanging out with Luke Skywalker in the other show. So maybe she got more than I did. There was a, but you answered a couple of questions for me. Like I had questions about the two uh, other Jedi's that say they're not Jedi's, but one's a Padawan and calling the other one Master or whatever. So I'm, I'm not sure what's going on with that. But I thought they were on the maybe they were on the cartoon. Maybe I thought this was a big deal when they came up. But these these are new characters for this show. No, no, no. Which ones? Who are you asking? The, about? the only new characters that we have seen so far is the two bad the guys. Two, the yeah, two the, bad guys. Ray Stevenson and his, Ray Stevenson. Yeah, those and, are the two. Those are the two yeah. I'm asking about. Yeah, I didn't know if those guys were on the show before, and this no. is a big thing or whatever. And they're coming. Okay. No, the original. And character. of course, Ray Stevenson, so great, but. And I also get it. Bad guys are going to get the best. Like, that's why wrestling heels are always become so popular because they get the most to do, right? Right. Um, with the with the pad one, I thought she was cool, but very quiet. And that's something I've noticed a lot about the show. There's a lot of quiet. There's a lot of just going like panning and just people looking. You know what I mean? Not much Which talking, is... not much happening. Just quiet. So... Uh, I'm going to address this point. I think first about the quiet thing. I, I wanted to bring up the mature, more mature Shalone because not only the guy's getting old too, like not that old, like the guy's pretty young, but Younger the prequels, more than the original trilogy, had its quiet moments. And Filoni did the heavy job of like the whole new idea, the, pe the new feelings that people have towards the prequels, like a lot of it's probably flown. A lot of it. So I think a little bit of the filmography is on there. Uh, uh, my first impression was like, I was, I think this is the show that started the strongest yet. More so than the first episode of The Mandalorian. Like the Mandalorian was like, because it was new, and this one is more familiar, but it's very strong. Like there are a lot of ways that Star, a Star Wars story can be made. We have a whole show about that, Snark. Uh, you can focus on the political side. You can go to, like, the underdog rebels against the Empire, stuff like that. You can do the adventure of the day. You can do, like, the crime stuff. Mm -hmm. But the core of Star Wars is fucking, is fucking space monkey samurais. 
space monks, not monkeys. Space monks, samurais with the laser sword no, using no. I want magic space monkeys. Now I want space <laughs> like, probably out there somewhere. No and let's be and let's be honest, besides the Obi-Wan show, Star Wars had a lot of problems delving into the Jedi uh, and the Force stuff. Like the the the, the sequels Try to redo them, but a lot of stuff. It was just redoing the original trilogy. Uh, the other shows didn't focus too much about the four stuff. This is the first time that we're really diving into dive, uh, live action. About let's talk about dark side, light side, and stuff like that. That being said, like I, th- I, I think this show, and like, like I said, it's too early for us to pinpoint on that. Maybe the show. Like the 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 feelings of people, the show is going to a little be influenced a little bit if they watch Rebels or not. Because as so far, I do think that if you watch Rebels, you're going to have a different experience watching the show. But that being said, like about the characters and their portrayals, is that uh, Ahsoka, like this Ahsoka that we're getting, like post Return of Jedi, like we didn't know so a lot what happened with Ahsoka post Rebels. Uh, and uh, and this and this timeline that we're seeing her in right now, like we have basically no information. We just we just know that she survived from the original trilogy. Like technically, the last time that we saw Soka, she should she just had a fight with Vader. Like she discovered about Anakin and stuff like that. That of course is going to influence about that. And one of the things on the show that. It was new to us is that during the time between this show and her turn of Jedi, she not only was doing her own stuff, but she actually tried to become a Jedi Master to Sabine, who actually is a Mandalorian. Even though, and Sabine, like, this is something that you know from Rebels, she actually was the one that recovered the Darksaber from Maul and gave to the... to... No, it's not Satine. Bo- Bo-Katan. No, Bo-Katan, yeah. And then, this, then, this, then Giancarlo Exposito exploded the planet and stuff like that. So, actually, Sabine had some kind of Jedi training because she held the Darksaber for a little bit. And Kanan back then had some, some trouble training her because it's not easy to Mandalorians become Jedi, to be honest. So, it's kind of interesting that this show off-camera showed us this bit of information that Sabine and Asurk had a time that we don't know of together. Oh. Was, they tried to uh, do some training, and that failed. And I think that also has to do with Ahsoka having to deal with the Anakin background, the fact that Anakin became Vader, stuff like that. So there's a lot of stuff that we haven't seen this show, that I haven't seen before, that the show is bringing to the table that I, I hope that this show is going to explore. I think that a big issue that's happening, uh, especially with some of the fandom and stuff, is one problem. Uh, Danny, you're going to know this right off the bat. Maybe even Snart, because he does like Star Wars, but I just don't know how big of a fan he's going to pick up on this. But what do the Sith do, Danny? What yeah. did they deal in? Hold on, hold on. Let me let me rephrase that just a little bit to make it easier because they do a lot of things. But <laughs> they do a what, lot of things. Yeah. What does the Sith deal in? I'll okay, say I'm deception. Is it deception? No, the okay, Sith. No the Sith deal in absolutes. Oh, absolutes. 
Yeah, the fans are getting too caught up in the absolutes, right? They oh, yeah. have Order 66, so they think every Jedi dies. No, that's not – nothing happens perfectly. Not every Jedi is going to die, right? Uh, yeah, there are not thousands gonna of Jedi. There's going to be some Jedi that escape. There's going to be people with the Force. Not only that, but you think the Force just stopped uh, uh, being just because Order 66 happened? No, there's, like, young teenagers, kids – that have force capabilities, right? So there's going to be those times when we're going to meet a character that has the force because it didn't just stop. The force didn't go away. It's always been there. So it's always going to grow with these new generations and these new kids and these new teenagers. Hell, even some adults that just had a little bit of the force, they wasn't real strong. Now, and this is leading into the fact the one issue that I've got with this show mm. that is Sabine. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't mind that she may have force capabilities. Okay, I don't mind it because, and the reason why I don't mind it is because, because that was- they, well, they set it up in the show to where uh, the robot uh, he's from the actual Clone Wars animated series is the the droid. But the yep. droid tells her that he's she's probably one of the worst, <laughs> and, like force uh, people, like as far he's as having the power. The force. Yeah, exactly. Like he says, you you have the force, you can manipulate it, but you're one of the weakest he's ever seen in like 500 years. I'm okay with that, right? Mm-hmm. Now the problem I have is you just opened up Pandora's box. And let it be known at the almost the very beginning in the first two episodes of the show that she has these capabilities without ever really setting it up. You could have used half of this season to be like, okay, Sabine still like her and and Ahsoka had a little bit of issues. It looks like they have a mm-hmm. little more history there. They could have hinted at it just a little bit or whatever. And then there'd be this like big moment where Ahsoka may be getting killed, right? She's about to die or she's in very big danger. And then Sabine does something using the force that saves her. That's a Mm -hmm. big shock value and it throws it out there and it's a big moment. You had Mm -hmm. a chance for a big moment with this and you didn't utilize it. You just threw it out there like it was in Sunday's newspaper, right? You just threw the information out there. Nobody knew anything about it and everything else. Now, the other issue that I see on the interwebs out there is that people trying to call her a girl, Sabine, a girl boss. You know what I'm saying? Like she's Mandalorian uh, and everything else. And now she's like got the force. So now she's even like could be a Jedi. She's a Padawan. Like, oh, her character's too badass. They literally told you in the show, guys, if you paid attention and opened up your ears, that she's super, she sucks. At the force, she doesn't. She's not good at it. She doesn't have she's a lot of not, power. She's not a ray. She's, she's not. not a, yeah, she's not a ray. She's, she's not a Luke Skywalker. Ray. Right, exactly. I I think it would be cool to have a Mandalorian that has a little bit of force power, right? Like maybe she can pull something to her uh, and everything else, but she's not powerful enough to do things like Luke Skywalker or Darth Vader and all this. I'd be super cool with that. I just don't like how they set it up in the show. They just gave it to you. It wasn't something you had to work for. It wasn't something you had to guess. Uh, it just happened out of nowhere with no fanfare to it. And I think 
uh, that was kind of a, of a disjustice for that. I think they should have did that a different way. That's the only the the only flaw that I saw watching the first two episodes because I enjoyed like a lot of these first two episodes was that that particular thing them taking something that could have been a big deal. They could have made a big deal in the story about it. Think about it. Ahsoka's about to get chopped down. She's getting mm -hmm. triple teamed by these dark side users of the force. You know, you got the Inquisitor that showed up. You got the two bad guys they introduced and everything else. And then all of a sudden Sabine's there. She get knocked back or something like that. You think everything's lost. It looks like it's all going to end. And Sabine pulls like a lightsaber or something that fell to the ground to her hand, jumps up and she fights with it, right? That could have been a big moment with a lot of fanfare. And I think it would have been really cool and people could have got excited, but they didn't do it that way. And I just think that that was like uh, something that's lost. And I, and I also almost think it was, we got uh, the Inquisitor, two other bad guys here. We got Ahsoka, this a Jedi. She can't be on her own. Who can we make somebody that could help her out? And it feels like they just, well, let's make instead of instead of being very thought provoking and making Sabine a force user, it was like they just did it out of necessity. We really don't want to do it with Hera, but let's make Sabine a force user. Let's let Sabine be the one that's like a, a, a Padawan to 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 Ahsoka, so that we have even odds. Right? There's a couple of Jedi and a couple of these dark force users. Okay, that's one thing I will say. That just like I said at the very beginning with the Jedi's, like not all the Jedi's went away. Neither did all the dark side users of the Force. There's always going to be those. Just because you see a master and apprentice like in this show right now with these two new bad guys that we have, that doesn't make them Sith, right? That doesn't technically no, even break the rule of two. Yeah, that doesn't necessarily break the rule of two. You have to do certain things to become a true Sith Lord. That's not what this is. It is a master. And he does have someone he's training, like it's the rule of two. It's similar, but they're just dark side users. They're not the Sith. They're yeah. not what that is. That's going to happen. You have a galaxy filled with hundreds of millions of people out there that are mm -hmm. part of this galaxy. There's going to be dark side users of the Force, good side users of the Force. There's going to be people that... Uh, know about the Jedi that try to live that life. There's going to be people that know about the Sith that try to live that life, but that doesn't make them like breaking rules or anything just because they exist. And that's one of my biggest problems that I see that people do try to have with the show. Look, I, I push back a little bit, but I do agree. The Sabine thing is the one thing that didn't let it knock it out of the park for me. Look, I, I understand the whole thing with the Sabine. Like it was a decision. I think it's too soon to say that that it was the wrong decision because we'll we yeah. still have six episodes to develop that. Maybe they did that because they want to develop this further. And like, if you did that in the middle of the show, you do, you wouldn't have that much uh, length of the story to get to the point that they want to go. Like, so like it was a surprise. Like, if the show was wanted to surprise people, was the fact that Sabine had some Jedi training. But like, I like. I agree with you. The the context that was given to her, it still follows the thing on Rebels. Like, Kanan tried to cheat Sabine because she had a dark saber and it wasn't good. And Kanan said that Mandalorians, like, it's even though that's not technically true, it seemed like they have a problem using the Force because just like a quick notice, like, the Force 
it's like the X gene. I think it's the easiest way to see. Like mean uh, midichlorians do exist. So basically the force exists regardless of what happens. It's like a force field that surrounds every living right. thing, blah, blah, blah. But the force sensitivity is kind of like the X gene for X-Men. So right. some people are just born with it. And normally if you if you're force sensitive and you have offsprings, probably offspring is going to be force sensitive as well, like a mutant in, in X-Men. So Probably Sabine has midichlorians in her. Let's use midichlorians in this, but because she's so old, she's in depth into Mandalorian culture and stuff like this. Like, there are a lot of more accurate reasons why she's not good at using the force. So that didn't bother me. I thought the actress looked great, I thought she looked the part, all that kind of good stuff. I love the fact she has the longer hair here, and then she goes to the short hair as well. I just wanted to throw these up. Pretty, two pretty cool images of both of the characters, mm -hmm. Ahsoka and Sabine here. Okay, so yeah. I'm going in. I'm Again, I'm going in, not watching the show, and you're telling me that those two weren't, like, Ahsoka wasn't training Sabine on the show? No, so, like, no, I don't know. No, no. Uh, Ahsoka was doing her own thing. She really wasn't part of the team for Rebels. Uh, she was just there. She had parts of the story. But no, they never uh, set up that Sabine would be a force user. Uh, the closest thing is what Danny's talking about is where uh, she does get the Darksaber and Kanan, one of the Jedis who survived Order 66, is trying to train her in how to use the Darksaber, kind of like the Mandalorian had trouble using the Darksaber. Right, uh, yeah. Sabine had trouble as well, and Kanan was showing her how to try to control her emotions to be able to like maybe balance herself to be able to use the dark saber like you're supposed to be able to that set up there. So, like I said, I don't hate it. And I, I because, look, let's just be like this. Sabine Wren is a badass Mandalorian. Okay. She's not the best Mandalorian character. That was going to be, was gonna be my next question. She's what a badass like Mandalorian. She's a badass Mandalorian. I don't completely understand why we have to give her something else. Like I said, if you give her a slight bit of the force where she can do simple things, like maybe she can anticipate a little bit, you know, better. Maybe she can pull like a gun to her hand that wasn't in her hand. Some simple things. I'm cool with that. That'd be fine. And that'd be really cool to be honest with you, but I don't want her to be, you know, a, a true Jedi that can be a Jedi master that's like super good with the force and can do flips and all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. She is a Mandalorian. She doesn't need that help. Mandalorian and me and uh, Danny know this hundred percent. Mandalorians has been in star Wars lore for a long time. And Mandalorians used to kick Jedi's asses. They didn't have to yeah. have the force. The like, reason you don't... why they have the, the whole fucking armor and gadgets and stuff is to... To fight against the Jedi. And to fight against, against the Jedi. Yeah. Back in the day in the Old Republic, there was basically three factions. You had Jedi, Sith, and the Mandalorians. And the Mandalorians were just humans that used their battle armor, that used their weapons to be able to compete against Best something star. they should be destroyed about. The Mandalorians are badass. And that's my thing is I do feel like it does cheapen the Mandalorians a little bit. And I just like I felt there were certain episodes in the Mandalorian season three that kind of cheapened the Mandalorians. Right. Like there were scenes where the Mandalorians looked strong and badass in the in that last season of Mandal uh, Mandalorian. But there are also like certain episodes that made them look stupid. 
you know, like, and, and, and weak at certain points that I didn't like. Mm. The Mandalorians are badasses, man. Like, mm. they don't need the Force. They don't need all this stuff. The Mandalorians killed Jedi. They killed Sith. And this is back when the Jedi and the Sith were probably at their strongest point. During the means. Yeah, there was armies of Jedis. There was armies of Sith Lords, like, the, back in those days. And they still fought them off as being human beings, just being badass warriors. Stop making the... That's the one thing I hope they stop doing. Stop making the Mandalorians look weaker than what they should look. Yeah, like, like I, I, I would say that if they really went to the idea that a Mandalorian... Part of the Mandalorian culture is that you have to know to, def to defeat a, a person that has a weapon that you can't use, basically. Like, how can I defeat someone that can use the fucking force? That first so, yeah, throw the me off a cliff. Yeah, uh, and and you can't use it. Like, how how can you how can you def like how can you attack somebody that has the atomic bomb but you don't have it? And still go in the same level. That's basically part of the Mandalorian, like how to kill Jedi, how to kill Sith, without using the Force. That's a big. That was a big deal in the Mandalorian culture. So yeah, it, it it would be interesting if they go to that route, but because it's too early in the show, it's still reserved to see what they want to do. So being, I like that they set up that she's not good at it, and maybe and maybe she's not going to become like the greatest Jedi slash Mandalorian yeah. in the world. As long as they tone it down, I'm good with it. As long as it keeps being toned down, it doesn't become something too big. I'm and fine. maybe the, the whole reason the show is to show that she can actually overcome her issues and stuff like that. So, like, let, let's see about that. I, I also, like, it's very interesting that in the show, uh, uh, they put those mist kind of mysteries there, I think they're going to explore because. Uh, just to contextualize, when Rebels ends, like uh, the whole the whole season of Rebels happens between episode three and four, uh, very close to four by the end of the series, and then the final episode, like in the last like three minutes, you have like an epilogue that is with Sabine that basically has the same scene that we watched in the beginning of the show, that set up that Sabine right. and Ahsoka actually try to look for 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 Ezra. And this show happens five years after that scene because that scene happens basically after Return of Jedi. And the show reference that during that five-year time, Sabine, uh, Ahsoka tried to train Sabine. They always deflated, they didn't fight Ezra. That explains why Sabine is kind of like an angry person now. You know, that would explain a little bit why Ahsoka is behaving like this because, you know, they had their issues and stuff like this. At the same time, like, Star Wars for me had some similarities with Marvel with villain problems because they made up Kylo. Uh, they wanted to make him different from Anakin slash Vader. Uh, and in the end, Kylo wasn't Sith. Then Ryan Johnson gave us the opportunity of being something else. And then that changes again. So like Star, like Star Wars had a villain problem. Like Ben Madsen and Rogue One was the most interesting. I actually love Kylo. One. I think he's the best thing in the sequel trilogy, to be honest with you. I thought yeah, Kylo but like was in terms guy. of like what Kylo is like, he's a dark side right. user. Like he's not a Sith. He, we don't know what he is. But you know, like I that. will push back though because of the show that we're watching and talking about. Is I don't think they have this problem with this show. For one, we know we're getting Thrawn, who is one of the mm -hmm. greatest villains in Star Wars lore behind. 
probably behind Vader and Palpatine. Thrawn's yes. number three in that group. Okay, we know yeah. we're going to get that. We know we're going to see that pretty soon, right? And we've got these two characters right here who I thought knocked it out of the park for being bad guys, for doing the yeah. thing. You got the master that he used to be a Jedi, right? So, like, he's kind of stoic as well. He's got that Jedi mentality, although he's at the dark side now. But you also have the evil-looking... Look, bro, this actress, I didn't know a lot about her or whatever when it came down to this whole deal. Uh, her name is... Uh, you got hey, Anna Lee, who was Morgan Elspeth, who was the other lady. And then you have... Uh, where is her name? I had looked it up. I had to look it up, man, because I didn't know a lot. He's about a Russian her. name, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ivana uh, Sacco, Sakno. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ivana Sakano, uh, and her name in the show is Shin uh, Hate mm -hmm. or Hate or however they say they pronounce it because they didn't really pronounce it in the uh, series on this mm -hmm. first episode. But this lady, I thought, did fabulous, dude. Like I said at the very beginning of the show, right when we started talking about kind of the stuff that we liked, bro, she did an amazing job. I thought Stevenson did an amazing job. Rest in peace, man. I'm sorry that he's not really yeah, getting to see this sucks. unfold because he passed away after they shot the uh, series. But, man, mm -hmm. dude, he's done a great job. She's done a great job. Like, yeah, and – and, and, and we know we're getting Thrawn. So I actually think that this show is going to have some of the best bad guys and bad guy portrayals uh, during the whole thing. Here goes another shot of uh, Mr. Stevenson there uh, just looking cool. And I'm going to tell you, like, uh, we'll, go ahead, uh, y'all two, go ahead and, and talk about these, the bad guys that we have for this show. Let's uh, so, talk a little bit about that. So like, like I was saying, like, we had Kylo that I think it was one of the most interesting characters of, of the trilogy, but... We had some problems with no and stuff like that. Then we had Ben Mandison that I think it was a cute character, but he like he couldn't do much, but it was cool anyway. Rogue One, like the bad guys from Solo, like wouldn't care. Like I think we had too much Giancarlo Exposito by now too, and <laughs> like I do like part, him, but I agree, I agree. Book of Boba Fett, like the cat has been, but can doing didn't do that much and. And the Empire says more of a villain than like just one guy, and the of course Obi Wan. And Obi Wan is cheap; he, they use Vader, of course, so that that's a given. I do believe that yes, this show is going to rectify a little bit of the problem because uh, you have a feeling that now the Je the Jedi technically are gone. Yes, Luke still. Probably building like his Jedi temple and stuff like this in the as this show is, is happening, but like the Jedi is kind of rebuilding. It's kind of everyone by himself. Like Luke's doing his own thing, Ahsoka's doing her own thing, and who knows who else. And I feel that those two bad guys kind of bring this stuff for more to the dark side. I would theorize that, and I think the show kind of leads into this way that this guy is a survivor under sixty six too. Ray yes. Stevenson character, uh -huh. uh, and he, he probably, not he probably feels betrayed. Listen, I mean, like as a character, he probably feels betrayed. Like, uh, because if, if you survived Order sixty six, Obi Wan and Yoda left you stranded. They went and hid. They went and did their mission. They didn't try to find you and help you and gather up and give you information or whatever. They left one warning signal, you know, in the prequels. They left one warning signal for the rest of the Jedi that might have survived. Like, 
So they left these guys lost. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it makes sense that some of these people turn bad. And, it makes sense. And I believe, and look, and this is theory, of course, and speculation, and it would really turn out bad depending what they do with this character in this series because uh, obviously, and we know this, that Star Wars is trying to recreate the whole tr Tron trilogy era into canon, like yeah. with the movie that Filoni is going to do. We could say that this series is kind of a prologue to the movie. Maybe it's going to be a trilogy. Who knows? Uh, but if we go back to the old days, the Tron trilogy, you had the character of Joros Kubov, which was the clone of a Jedi that also died like during the prequel era. Mm -hmm. And he was very akin to like turn Luke into the dark side. Yeah, like he he was the one that created Luke. Like remember yeah, Luke? Like exactly. Joris Kabov created that. I don't so even know I if Stark knows about that. So he's talking about a character that was done in the EU, which is the expanded universe back in the day. That was Luke Skywalker clone, and instead of naming him something else, they named him Luke, but just added like five or six U. So it was that's pretty Luke. smart. <laughs> because Joris Kabov, it was the clone of Joris Kabov that was a yeah. Jedi. So. The idea was that this guy, guy was a dark side Jedi clone that wanted to create a dark side Jedi like people with Luke and Leia's uh, children and stuff like that. I believe that Ray Stinson's character is the canon way of introducing this character. Like a Jedi that is no longer in the light side. It's not a Sith, but because the Sith are gone, Palpatine and Vader are dead. Yeah. Uh, it's time to create something new towards the dark side, something that is not Jedi, you know. That's right. why I think even the the, cho the the choice of the color of the lightsaber, it, 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 it points that, like, and Filoni commented about, like, they, they're not using full red uh, Sith lightsaber. Right. They're like, using these more orange tones it, to it. Well, here goes my theory behind that. The lightsaber color, especially getting red, you have to what do you call bleed the crystal. Mm -hmm. These characters did not get taught the correct way to do that, right? They don't know how to bleed the crystal because, like you said, he was a Jedi and he turned to the dark side. He hasn't found those teachings to truly bleed the crystal. And I think that's why they don't have the true red crystals. And, and the true red sabers like you would have normally for the Sith. And I think that's a really cool detail that I thought this crew did a good job of. I would not have liked it. I would I like it better the way it is than if they would have just gave them red lightsabers, right? Yes. Right? Like these characters make sense that this guy turned dark side, but he's he didn't get trained like normal from a, a Sith Lord. He's having to learn it on his own uh, and that kind of thing. Now, and I think that gives him, and I and I think that's a cool idea because maybe for the first time in a very while we're seeing a villain that is is in attempt of creating something new. I think that yeah. this character is not trying to recreate the Sith. I think right. he's trying to do something new that is not Jedi, that is not Sith. Like back into the old days that people would uh, talk about the about Kylo and stuff. Yeah. And the uh, Knights of Reigns would be something like that. A new faction, maybe. I have a question. Who yeah, is who is that? Uh, uh, what's what's her name? The 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 one they call the witch that Morgan. Yeah. 
Morgan, she is from uh, Mandalorian season two. Okay. When we first see Ahsoka, and Ahsoka fights her, oh, you know okay, she's got right, right. she's got the big rod, you know, uh, mm-hmm. and and her and Ahsoka fight, and Ahsoka doesn't kill her, but she's trying to get information, and she's getting sent to another place, and then they like it, uh, uh, you know actually rescue her, I guess you would say, uh, in uh, these first two episodes of Ahsoka because they were transporting her. But uh, yeah, that's who the Morgan lady is. Uh, but something that we really didn't know because we only saw that character in that one, you know, really one or two episodes. We got to see a glimpse of her a couple of times and then that fight scene. But we learned out another piece of information that she's not just a uh, lady that likes Thrawn and just wants to find Thrawn mm-hmm. or just one of his generals or anything. She's actually comes from heritage from Dathomir, which uh, has the, uh, Dathomir has like the, the witches and stuff like that. They, uh, they were one of the few things that like even Emperor Palpatine was a little worried about at times because of the fact that they would use, uh, he had Mother Talzin and she could use like basically like these witch style powers, but she also enhanced them with the force and everything else uh the planet that they lived on was very dark side oriented and everything and they used that power uh to do all kinds of things and to be uh not only like a, a witch but actually be able to do force uh they're the same area that darth maul came from same group of yeah. people uh darth savage came from there as well and even a size venturous from the uh, clone wars cartoon no she's one of the uh the night sisters you know what i'm saying that's what they called them yeah. and everything else but yeah that's like what that lady's background is now which i thought was really cool that she came from there right that she had heritage from there uh and dathomir which makes it like now that character is way more interesting to me than when they did the thing you know what i'm saying but it's the first time like, that we see night sister stuff in live action too it is. that's very cool but snark as far as the bad guys, the Morgan yeah. character, and we need to throw up this character right here. I like this guy's design. Yeah. I thought it was pretty cool. He looks like the Gimp from uh, Pulp Fiction. That's they right. Gave him a night. They gave him a, a saber. He's going to go out here and do his thing. But mm-hmm. uh, always enjoyed the Inquisitors and everything else. Uh, I saw some people trying to joke that this is like Ezra. He's being forced to be bad or something like that, but that's not going to happen. Nah, 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 nah. But, I had a question about him, too, because I have no yeah. idea about it. But no, go ahead. He's an uh, inquisitor. He survived, right? Like, right. We haven't learned on what Mark was him, but he's definitely an inquisitor. Yeah, he's an inquisitor. We don't know where he's coming from. His name's Morak, but uh, we don't know like uh, what he actually like if he did anything during the rebels' time. Inquisitors are just people that Emperor Palpatine had that were Obi Wan Kenobi, right? Yeah, uh, they were, and they they are they are the people that are searching out the last remaining Jedi to extend to basically extinguish them. Right. He's one of those, right? So he's coming in. I don't know how big of a part he's going to be in the story, but he looked cool. I thought the fight scene he was in was really good. But Snark, man, what is your feeling as someone that's not as deep and sweaty as me and Danny here? What is your <laughs> feeling about what is your feeling about the, the the bad guy so far in this show? Did you enjoy him? Like yeah. something we got to talk about after you throw in your two cents about if you like the design of the characters and all that mm-hmm. is the first ten or fifteen minutes had me. That right. opening scene. Oh, yeah. 
of them coming up on the ship. Oh my God. That was, oh, I loved every stinking second of it, man. I was hooked from that moment. I was like, what? Oh, hell yeah. We got a bad girl. We got a bad guy. And they're wrecking faces or killing everybody. I loved every second of it. But Snark, what did you think about the bad guys on the show? It was great. It was, it's fun to see, uh, uh, actual people with, uh, lightsabers to fight against instead of just robots and stuff like yeah. that. I got tired. As soon as we saw the robots in the beginning, it was like, Oh no, more robot fights. And also I had a question about that guy. So the robots show up. There's a robot wearing a cape. Why would a robot need a cape? They were and the Magnum guards of Grievous were capes, like a lot yeah, of uh, Grievous and uh, even the robots that they had, like on the ship but that was Grievous with had uh, a human or living part. No, no, Grievous bought grounds. The Magna yeah. guards they had yeah. capes. Revenge right. of the yeah. Sith. You did not watch the they movie. They don't make sense, Snark. It's just to look cool. It don't make yeah, sense. Look. That's fine. That's fine. But it's just it's only for looks. You know, that's all mm -hmm. it is. No, I, I I really enjoy it. Like it's goddamn. Like you'd hope that uh, Ray Stevenson's character would have kept going throughout the show. I have no idea how they're gonna fix this. It's such a yeah. shame that he passed away. Yeah, uh, I'm looking forward. And I did read the Heir to the Empire trilogy back in the. So 90s. you know Joris Kabov there was talking. I about. can't remember all their okay. names. Like are you are you kidding me? Uh, but yeah, no, I remember I remember things. I remember how Chewbacca died. Yeah, but when you read them, they were still fresh off the Jinder. street. You know what I'm saying? They were, like, I, Chewbacca I, I, doesn't I, die I, in the Tron trilogy. I had like, to wait for it to come Stark, back. when you wrote when you read those trilogies, oh, boy. you know you could still smell the pine tar because they were that fresh off the tree. Like you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Like when me and Danny read these books, it had been a few years. You know, you couldn't smell like the the greenery anymore. No, you guys Look, missed out. You guys missed out. You, I got all of my olfactory senses reading the book. Of course, I can't remember anybody's goddamn names, but I remember that Thrawn's blue. So one of the things, one of the things that, as we know, like not that's not a spoiler. Everybody knows this. This this show is going to introduce Thrawn live action for the first time and. Probably not going to yeah, kill wait, him. Wait. He's not there. Not going to kill him. And it's very interesting because, uh, we, as we know, Tron is just a very smart dude. Basically, that's his superpower. He's he's smart. He's basically the Sherlock Holmes of the Star Wars universe. And, and one smart. of the things that was very interesting is that canon-wise, so forget about the Tron trilogy. Like uh, Tron didn't have too much experience in the for with the Force during Rebels. Uh, this is one of actually this so is one of the ma ma main criticisms with Tron, the Canon Tron and the U Tron in the in the expanded universe uh -huh. Tron because yeah. he 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 wasn't he wasn't the same character like exactly the same. So I think it's very interesting that now we bring back to his time because now Tron had his fair share with experience with forced people. You know, that's where he called in first people. Yeah, I mean, so, he did stuff with Anakin. He did stuff with Darth Vader. He did. He did stuff with Anakin, but like in Rebel stuff, like he didn't know like the whole band do and stuff. Like we never seen Tron using like in the in the trilogy in the Tron trilogy. Tron yeah. knew how to use the the Islamari, like the, those yeah. those creatures that cancel the forces. He knew. How to use the force in his favor, even though he's not a force user. Right. And right. we didn't got that in Rebels. He didn't do much stuff force wise. I think that 
that's why it's kind of sad if this character that, that Ray is portraying was right. supposed to live on because he could fill the role like Tron using force stuff in his favor, even though he's not here a was my, Here's my big theory, and, and, and I hope they do something like it and everything else, but I don't know how much they're going to be able to do uh, with it uh, because here's, here's my thing. When it all comes, it, it all boils down to uh, all this stuff is you're right. We got a different Thrawn when they introduced him because they introduced him in a different time of the galaxy in a yes. different time period. But I think one of the things that they can do that is super cool and super great is take not every single piece of the story, but take most of his story that he laid out in the original Thrawn trilogy and actually do it. But they introduced him earlier which is fine, right? He's going to be a little different because he's got to learn certain things and everything else. Oh, yeah. Think about it. Think about where we're at in the timeline. We're mm -hmm. literally in the timeline. Oh, the Tron trilogy. Tron trilogy was literally written. It would be so great to have him do some of those things, major plot points that he did in the original Thrawn trilogy. And now he's going to act and be and, and, and seem to be closer resembling that Thrawn from the original Thrawn trilogy because now he's got that experience like you said he knows things like you said he went away for a little while and learned some things and maybe brought back some things like you said I don't want it to be exactly like the old story of course but not. this is a perfect way to bring Thrawn in live action during his original time period that he was written back in the day and now you're bringing him back in that same time period. Guess what is also happening? They were trying to clone and, uh, and do all that stuff, you know, like during the Thrawn trilogy, they were doing some of these weird things that mm -hmm. now it's also a perfect time. You can set up some of that stuff, which I don't like it. It's not going to make me like the movies better or anything. But Palpatine and the way that Palpatine came back could yeah. be truly explained through this because Thrawn was doing some of those things like we discussed earlier during this time period, during his trilogy, some of these things were going on. He was going out there and doing all these cool things. We can have them do them now and it be in live action, which could be truly amazing. And I hope that's what they do. I hope they respect that old story and take the good parts of those stories and use them in this series. I hope this is a couple of seasons long. I hope we get Thrawn for a little while. Like shows is like, I hope it's not just eight, uh, eight shows. And then Thrawn dies at the end. I don't think that's going to happen. I, I would say that this show, it's going to only be the show. I don't, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I think it's, it's going to be the show plus the trilogy. I think that's the main plan. And I think, uh, of course we're not going to like, get Luke, but thankfully. It would be interesting because a lot of the Tron stuff was also related to Leia, Han, and Luke. And, of course, we know that they can bring that Luke back, you know. Mandalorian has done that. Probably Mara not Han. Mara Jade was there, but now definitely no Mara Jade. I don't think they would introduce her, like, especially after the trilogy. Man, they could—they were so close, dude. Danny, they are so close to me to knocking some of this stuff out of the park because they're really close. They're right there. Like, you know what I'm saying? 
they're the dog that can sniff the food, right? But they just don't know how to get to it. They they can't find what cabinet it's in, but they know it's around there, right? That's how close they are to some of this stuff. Because think about this. Mm -hmm. A lot of people didn't understand why Luke was acting the way that he was in The Last Jedi, right? Yes. I understood it. I explained it in my head canon. I'm fine with it. I love mm -hmm. Luke. I think he did the best. I think that was the best Luke we ever got as far as acting and stuff like that, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. But with that being said, what would make a man like, turn, like, all right, so you had this guy, Luke Skywalker, mm -hmm. hero. hero to the galaxy, he saved everybody. He stopped Vader. He stopped Palpatine. Okay. The greatest thing everywhere he walks, they tell him how great he is. They're making statues of him in certain places, talking about how nobody will ever meet the standards of Luke Skywalker. To some people, he might even be a god, right? Like that kind of, like that being up there at that kind of level. No, no, no crap, dude. Like he's I've seen both. I've seen both. Right. Seen. So like, like C-3PO. There's these people that would be worshiping him, whether it be like in real worship or just like, hey, every time they see him, they want his autograph kind of thing, right? And then you try to do what? You try to restart the Jedi Academy. But you want to do it in a different way because you think that the Jedis before you were wrong in certain cases. Yes. And so, they were. When, yeah. When you restart the Academy or try to restart a, a Jedi Temple and, and, and restart anew, you change a couple of things. Maybe one of the things that Luke Skywalker thought that they did that was wrong was their strict rule of attachment mm -hmm. to not have none of it right maybe luke skywalker disagrees and says well maybe maybe they went wrong there maybe that jedi can be attached but only to a certain level you know like maybe there are some guidelines but to take away every, someone's full attachment from everyone else and to not have any attachments is crazy that that's a little too hard to do that's not something that everybody's going to be able to do. That causes mm -hmm. people to fall to the dark side because of these very strict rules. So let's change that. Mm -hmm. He meets a woman, bumps into her during this time period. It's Mar Jade. Now, not the Mar Jade that we know of that was the right hand to Emperor Palpatine hiding in the shadows kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But Mar Jade, during his time of doing the temple, during the time mm -hmm. that this story is told with Thrawn, something bad happens to Mar Jade. And she dies. She dies, and he loses his temple because of what's happening with Kylo Ren. So back to back, this hero, this god amongst men, all these things cave in all at once. He's he's not supposed to be able to fail. He's the greatest thing that ever came. You know, he's like the Jesus almost to the Star Wars lore. Luke Skywalker. Anakin was the Jew. Okay. Right. But 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 Luke Skywalker, right? Like this guy mm -hmm. that everybody looks up to is starts failing one after another. He loses someone very important to him. The Kylo Ren thinks his own family member is going to grow up to be another Darth Vader figure. His own family member, like his his sister's son, right? And that's devastating. That could cause someone to do what Luke Skywalker did in The Last Jedi and to go off into hiding and leave everything. 
Like mm -hmm. that makes perfect sense. You have a story that you could tell. I don't think they're going to, but God, that's just something that I wish I could yeah. have been part of the team and write. Look, uh, I'm also skeptical they're going to introduce mergers. Like, so much of those series would have been better if the secrets really have been made. Like, we're getting these stories fresh. But regardless, like, I am skeptical they would introduce her. But you're right. If there is a time and place to introduce her, it has to be now. Yes. That being said, that being said, like, Tron is very interesting character because, yes, uh, Timothy Zong uh, wrote the trilogy, the original trilogy that everybody knows. And then he wrote a couple of books more exploring Tron. And then right. when Tron was brought back in Rebels, he wrote another trilogy, and this trilogy is canon. Yep. And it's very interesting because and this show kind of dives a little bit into that, and I think the show is going to dive in a little bit more. This is a suspect that we haven't talked about. This show kind of points out to it. Tron comes from the unknown regions of the galaxy. So, like, basically, the, the Europeans, like, when they were doing, like, the, the, the navigations and stuff, they didn't know what happened, like, uh, past the ocean. So, like, the galaxy, you have the core worlds, you have the mid-ring, the other ring, then you have unknown regions and white space. Like, we don't know what is going there. And uh, Tron comes from the cheese, which yep. is, like, supposedly is a big thing on that region, let's say yeah. it's the Australia of stars. <laughs> uh, one of the things that's very interesting that the new books, the canon books explore, the Timothy Zong, Timothy Zong the, the creator of, Zong, uh, of Tron explore, is that Tron, yes, he's loyal to the Empire, but he's more loyal to the cheese ascendancy, the, like the government of the cheese. And the cheese has problems with another villain the, that the that I don't remember, I didn't read those books, but kind of explores like, that Tron became a member of the Empire to test how much power force Palpatine's Empire in case Palpatine would try to, you know, try to conquest the, the unknown region and stuff like this. There is a possibility, and I might be running the show if I'm right. We are. We are so certain that Tron is going to be the main villain. Mm -hmm. Right. He might not be. Who would you say would be? It's very because, like, we know that Ezra and, and Tron just flew to the unknown regions. That's the end of Rebels. Can be very, and I have a feeling, I might be wrong. That Ezra and Tron has been working together this whole time. I think so as well. I actually brought that up, but I think uh, I don't necessarily think you have to turn Ezra bad for that. It could have been surviving out of necessity, like them having to help each other and learn from each other so that they can survive until now, until they are finally found I'll because they're in a dangerous place. But so you could say Ezra and him team up, but they only do it to survive, kind of thing. And then whenever they're yeah. able to, they, they, they know they're not supposed to be together. But you also could be right that Ezra has turned bad. That Ezra is not the good Jedi that we knew before. Like he sacrificed himself. His old person died. This would go back to a kind of a rate, a Revan, old school, old Republic style character where yeah. you had Revan as a good Jedi. That good Jedi died and passed away and he became the dark side. Then it, then he flip flopped again. But in this particular case, the good Ezra, the Jedi Ezra, basically passes away. And now we have the same thing with Anakin. 
his good self passed away so that Darth Vader could take control. And now we have this character, Ezra, that could be going through the same thing. Now, with that being out there, I don't want him to just do it. I would like to see a flashback, uh, a whole episode at least, maybe even a movie-long thing that shows the progression of Ezra, you know, oh, yeah. being this, like, younger teenage uh, boy that's learned the Force to become a Jedi. He gets put in a bad situation. He sacrifices himself so that he can take Thrawn out of the picture and save everybody else. And then when he gets to this other place, it's too dark. He can't, like, withstand it. He's on his own. He's by himself. He has no... Uh, structure a family structure like he had in the rebels cartoon anymore they're all gone he can't find his way out he's trapped and now he turns to the dark side could be an interesting story to tell i just don't want them to tell it in like Look, two sentences i i think that the this this story i'm not saying the show because i think the movie is going is also going to be about that like they have a lot of potential because as of now like the mandalorian Book of Boba Fett, and this year has covered everything five years past to Return of Jedi. That's when the, the, the story begins. What? Basically, I, I don't remember the timeline correct. And but the sequel trilogy happens thirty years. Yep. So you basically have two and a half decades to cover. I do believe that during that two and a half decades, there's not stories worth telling. I think a little bit of peace be granted even though it's the Star Wars, the wars and the stars. But it will be very interesting because as we know from the Mandalorian season three, a lot of the Imperial remnants, some of them there are in the unknown regions, they are waiting for a strong leadership to arise and that's probably going to be Tron. But now I'm going to go crazy. One of the things that they made on the old EU was to introduce the Yuzenbong. Because they wanted to... I was to... actually going to bring that up. I was going to bring that up. What if they, they wanted use... to make the Empire and the Rebels fight together? Because, like, in the old EU, the, the war lasted for four more years, not one, like, in canon, and they, they ended in an armistice. So the Empire right. still kind of existed in a small portion of the guess. Like, if Hitler fled to Argentina and stayed there, basically. That's yeah. that what happened in the old EU. Would be very fun that this show introduced Tron. Tron like unites Imperial Remnant, but he's not doing this just because he's a bad guy. Tron, unlike Palpatine, has a good reason for creating a very strong military government of Galaxy White. Because the problem that the Cheese Ascendancy deals with, like these all other aliens, I'm not saying using Vong. They right. are very, they are That's great threats to the galaxy uh, as well. Let me let me jump in because I was gonna say they don't use the Yusan Vong like they did back in the day. They don't because a lot of people did not like those. Yes, but what if the evil? What if the big evil is the Chiss ascendancy, ascendancy itself? Right. What if Thrawn's been here the whole time to kind of spy, like you said, seeing how big and strong Palpatine was gonna get? We have that thing. Palpatine dies and everything else and all this. And Thrawn's kind of been there and his people decide, they tell him, hey, if you keep everything under control over there, uh, we're good. Uh, we're not going to bother with that. We're going to leave everything like it is. But if we think you're failing, then we're coming to take over. And and it's actually the big bad not being like a Yuzon Vong or something like that coming at the end. It's actually the Chiss themselves. Like we got one Chiss person, Thrawn, who 
is pretty damn dominating as a character. Imagine you had a whole like group of these people that are coming to do something like and in the fight and have battles and wars. Like what kind of like uh thing you could have there with like some kind of evil group like that coming and and that's a great potential. And we talked about this before, because Star Wars like normally you only have three actor types of villains. You either go to the dark side bad guy, there's no no Palpatine, Vader, Kyle, blah blah blah. You either go to the military guy, Tron, uh, Tarkin, stuff like this, or you go to the bad criminal job, uh, the guy from, from Solo, and stuff like this. Bring the chess would be a very interesting way of telling Star Wars story that doesn't feel... is still familiar, but doesn't feel just a repetition of the original trilogy. You don't have Empire 2.0 happening again. Like, it's not Star Destroyers against X-Wings again. Like, there is potential that this series can bring something that is more interesting because in the span of three decades, it could have happened a big war that didn't involve the First Order, didn't involve Palpatine, stuff like that. It involved Tron and the stuff from the Unknown Regions. Yeah, but it'd be interesting because obviously Thrawn and Ezra have put out there together. I do think they probably had to work together. I think there was, is going to be some kind of weird like thing. I do think that is the reason why some people is trying to say uh, that Marat character or whatever, the Inquisitor is actually Ezra, like hiding yeah. himself. Because of the fact I do think people do realize that these two characters were out there in that space by themselves, like having to do uh, what they were doing and everything else. And, and, and you have to survive. You're going to do anything you can to survive. And like I said, you might have to work with your worst enemy one day because like your new enemy is worse than the one that you thought was your worst enemy. Yeah. If you see what I'm saying. So like that could be happening in here. That's an obvious thing that they might be going to. I think we're going to see Thrawn sooner rather than later. If we don't see him next episode, I think it'll definitely be by episode four. I think he's going to not just be a guy that shows up on the last episode. I think like John Carl Exposito in the last season of Mandalorian. Yeah, exactly. I don't think that's happening. I mean, we're going to get him, but I also don't think they're going to get him a lot. I still think that those three characters, yeah. like Ray Stevenson, uh, uh, Ivana, and the and they are the late. I think they are the main villains. I think Tron is going to be more like he's going to have a little bit more than just a Palpatine cameo, but he's going to do like more Palpatine role a little bit. I don't think he. Because like you don't want to do the thing. Oh, they're going to kill Trump, but they don't kill Trump because there is a move, and everybody knows about the move and stuff like this. I mean, just saying. Look, regardless of the nitpicks, this is a good sh- sign that this show makes us talk a lot about Star Wars, and yeah. I have missing this a little bit. A lot of the lore that, like I said at the very beginning of the episode, a lot of the lore I uh, I like. I like what they're setting up here. Uh, there's new things mixed in with some things that sound familiar. You know, the Morgan uh, character being from Dathomir is cool. These two cats that are coming in being like these dark side users of the force uh, that we don't know a lot about. They're mysterious. Like, what are they really trying to do? He thinks he's going to get a lot of power if they find Thrawn and all this good stuff. Like, what do they know that we don't know? I thought that stuff was set up good. The only thing I didn't think was set up good was the whole Sabine Wren. Uh, thing here uh, set up with her and Ahsoka. I think that was kind of throw away. I think they just threw it out there and let you know it. 
you know, maybe they did it because of time constraints on the show. They didn't have more time to like set it up or whatever. And maybe that's true. Maybe the rest of this series is super good, super awesome, super entertaining. Because these first two episodes were fun, entertaining. It had action. It had story. It set up more lore, like I said, during this time period that we're not as familiar with as some of the other stuff. It's past the original trilogy, before the sequel trilogy. So I think there's an opportunity here. I really yes. like the show. I was sitting there. We did a reaction. We did a reaction like we always do to some of these new shows coming out where we're watching the show and we're kind of talking about it a little bit here and there and reacting to certain things. I didn't say a lot. I didn't talk a lot. I didn't make a lot of reactions uh, for this uh, series in the first two episodes because I was so interested and intrigued about what was going on, what was being said, because it did that for me. It made me interested. It made me curious about what was going to happen. And I think the acting was pretty good. I thought the fight scenes were pretty good. I thought the scenery was really super good. I mean, the CGI, like ships and all this stuff were top notch. Uh, I love the old school paintings from the Rebels that looked exactly like the stinking cartoon, like on the walls there at that one building, for instance, where they were doing the ceremony in that one case. I thought that was cool. I just thought a lot of the things that they did in here was cool. There was a couple of things I didn't like, and one of them being Sabine Wren and how they just kind of threw it out there. The other one is when Sabine Wren gets stabbed. I don't care that she got stabbed or got injured. Qui-Gon Dane died. But by God, Qui-Gon got the same gosh darn injury. Right? The same one. Almost stabbed in the exact same space, and he dies. Okay? He just topples over and dies, and she survives, right? You know, maybe you can say it's because Ahsoka showed up at the right time and got her into a back-to-tank faster than what they could have got Qui-Gon in his prequels and everything else, but by God, man, stop disrespecting Qui-Gon. He's one of the greatest Jedis known to man. You know what I'm saying? I was saying that same thing, too. It's like, they didn't. did they even use a back-to-tank on her? They're just like, oh, I'll just put her in bed. She'll be fine. Wakes up in a couple of days. My earbuds I mean, died. That kind of thing, that kind of thing right there is is the stuff that's going to happen, and I'm fine with it. I, I don't care. They, you know, they wanted her to be in danger and get hurt, and they decided to go that route. I probably would have just had her, you know, maybe get hit on the arm or something like that, like almost get her hand or arm chopped off. You know, yeah, just people get, get like their a, hand chopped off all the time in Star Wars. It's yeah, yeah Star Wars has been fine. I don't want her to get her hand chopped off because then that means she'll be a Skywalker, but we don't no want to go that route. But let's just get through the thing. But I, I get it. You often I get it. It's a hard decision to make, but I would have just made her like basically, you know, maybe got hit on the shoulder or something like that. And you see the blood coming out, but she didn't get her whole arm cut off or anything. She just gave her a nasty her scar or something. Something like that. Yeah, exactly. So but that's how it is. But with that being said, yeah, I think yeah, but like I would say that know. this show, like in the score to zero to our hundreds, like in the nineties. As of I liked it. I loved it. Uh uh, you can nitpick things all day long. You can point out your bad and your good and, and all that stuff. But I think this is overall good. It's at least an 80 percenter, an 8 out of 10 at least, maybe an 8 out and a 5. The only thing that draws it back is a couple of those things. But I thought it was a good, interesting show. I thought it was better than Mandalorian Season 3, better than Obi-Wan, better than Book of Boba Fett. I don't know if I'd say it's better than Andor in the first two seasons of Mandalorian because I thought those were pretty good. First but seasons of the you know what? I do like the Sabres. I like the lightsabers. I like it when they light up and clash. And this is giving me some of that. I love the Ahsoka doing the spin thing that she did like in 
the Clone Wars and stuff like that and doing the lightsabers where they cut the hole and she goes down into something else. I thought that was, you know, those kind of scenes were really starting to make me like, oh, shit, like fist pump a little bit. I enjoyed a lot of that stuff. I, Look, like I said, I thought a lot of the technicalities, acting and everything, I thought they did a great job. I thought the cast did great. I didn't see any kind of big major weaknesses anywhere on any of that stuff. Look, in Filon, I trust for Baton Force. He's the heir of Star Wars. I think that's what George Lucas wanted. And since we can't have George Lucas in Star Wars, not because of that, just because, you know, Bob Iger, Kansas Kennedy, money, stock market. He calling then White Slate. Anyway, I I trust him. Like he wrote this whole series. He didn't direct this whole series, so it's not going to be like the Obi Wan series that was entirely directed by by Deborah Chow. Uh, I think if the show continues the pace, because I think the pace of the show was really good. It was slow. It needed to be slow. It was rushing the things that needed to be rushed. It didn't feel that it filled. Like it was a feel or anything. I think the attention of detail was incredible. Something that I would expect from Philon. Like Clancy Brown voiced a character in the show, a minor character, and he played oh, yeah. the same character in the show. Like that's how much like he's true. Like yeah. his nice. invasion. I love the robot. I, would, I I did not expect the droid, that droid from the Clone Wars, to be like involved at all. The R two D two droid. No, no, the no. One no. that talks. Chopper oh, is yeah. actually voiced by Filoni himself. That's actually oh, Filoni yeah. doing the noises for that, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, but the yeah. droid, the droid that was telling Sabine that she's not very powerful with the force. Oh, Doctor that, Who. That droid, Doctor Who droid. That, that droid uh, was actually in the Clone Wars and was actually showing the young Jedi's how to make their lightsabers. That's how he knew all that information yeah. and what to look up. He's like the Star Wars is all Evander, right? The guy who makes the wands in Harry Potter. I mean, what, don't he knows even, that don't. he knows he knows everybody's wand. Bro, Danny had to leave because he got so disgusted that you would even put Star Wars and and, and Harry Potter in the same sentence. Well, it's on, a win-win. Then it's a win-win. Win-win. But here's how it goes, Snark. Um, you know, me and Danny have been sweating off a little bit, and you've thrown in your comments here and there. We know kind of basically how uh me and and Danny and everything else, and Danny's still having problems with the damn phone. And also, you know, you gotta. Look, when you're in Brazil, you got to move around a little bit. The internet doesn't stay yeah. in one spot like Brazil. My internet is better than yours. My internet is better in, than yours. Yeah, in in, in in Brazil, the internet moves from like place to place. He has to walk around. That's, and that's, that's like, why they invented and, Pokemon Go. Yeah, exactly. Like so, they can walk around to the different places and collect Pokemon. Here in the states, we can stay in the same spot. It stays the same. But with that, I can assure you that Brazilian internet systems better than American one, and I've not seen this brag. Oh God! With that being said, let's close it. We've been talking about Ahsoka for a shit almost an hour, maybe even more than an hour. Which now. is good. Which shows that this show is going to the right directions. I, yeah. I actually do agree. I, I do agree. I think most people are enjoying it so far. But let's go around the horn real quick. Uh, I've already said my closing pieces and what I thought about the show and the direction and everything else. But Snark, man, like, do you, did you like, you know, do you think the show is going to be able to knock it out of the park in this last episode? So we got six more episodes to go. Well, I think so. Like, like you said, I, I went to this with nothing. We I spent an hour and a half. We've talked about the show for almost as long as the two episodes were aired for. And yeah. I wasn't I wasn't bored. I was learning new stuff. It's like, God damn, but I don't want to feel left out. 
So now I yeah. have to watch those goddamn cartoons. So yeah, no, no, no. look, Rambles. Hey, like you Rambles. got two historians. You got two no. historians on the show with you right now. Look, maybe I'll maybe I'll maybe I'll be the one that doesn't watch it, and I can always ask. Them. All you got to do is ask. Maybe me and Danny can come up with an answer. Look, I think Rambles like. Rebels is easier to watch. It's more linear. It's less episodes. It's like you can knock down the whole series in four days if you want. It's very quick episodes too, like twenty minutes. Yeah, you get so super like, lazy. So like you can you can so you can knock down in the park and it should watch. Like it's it's difficult. Like That's we good. can have a whole show about Star Wars animation, like with Clone Wars, Bad Batch, and and Rebels, but it's worth watching. I am very excited. And I think we should do this reviews as three again. I think that yeah. was a very fun because since Nark hasn't watching, probably not going to watch Rebels. Like it's going to be cool to see that outlook. Like Star hasn't love, watched the the, the Rebels series his, either. I would love to see his progression with these characters, not knowing the things that me and Danny knows. All right, right? I'll go cold. I'll go cold. Yeah, I just watch. I'm saying watch Rebels after the season's over. When this season's over with, I'd go back and watch Rebels. I'd actually now that I have an idea of what these characters are like, I'll see what the characters that these characters are based on. Kind of, I guess it'll be a different thing. Yeah, nice. A little experiment. A little experiment here on the Let's Get Ready Network. Nice, nice. But with that being said, man, uh, thank you. If you're here on YouTube, we actually filmed this thing on Twitch. Uh, We have LGR after Snark and everything that happens. Mm-hmm. Every is it every Sunday or do y'all change days? Every single Sunday. Yeah, every normally Sunday. every single Sunday at six p.m. Uh, because of Pokemon, I, I I asked for a change and laundry day too. I'm still wearing Star's clothes, uh, but yeah, of course, if some there is something with our guests or something, we we do change. But normally Sundays at six p.m. on Twitch, and then the the or you can see the audio fee for the replay or. Just subscribe to the Patreon, the, the LGR and Patreon. Like you have the entire seasons of LGR after Snark there too. And look, uh, and I, I'm going to retract what I said. I do think that we should do this show, the, the review of the show as three, because I think it's going to be a lot of perspective. Yep. I'm more in the positive side. Justin is a, is a positive, but with some cautious about some stuff, and Snark is just like, who the hell is Sabine? Yeah, what the hell's going on? Where where is these guys with the orange sabers coming from? Mm-hmm. We can answer the questions like I said. Droids with capes. I love Star Wars. I might not be able to win a trivia contest because I don't remember all the names or something like that, but I can tell you almost everything about any story in Star Wars. Almost everything. I know a lot of stuff. But with that being said, here we go, guys. We're going to go ahead and close this out. We're not closing it out definitely on Twitch right now, but we're closing this out for the YouTube viewers. And like I said, if you're watching this on YouTube, we do things on Twitch here and there. We're trying to be more active over there. And like I said, our LGR after snark is aired every Sunday, like these guys said. But here we go. Until next time, guys, use the force and stay sexy.